I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. He may know BAFTA-nominated actor Daniel Mays as a copper from Line of Duty or perhaps as Detective Chief Inspector Peter Jay in the critically acclaimed Des alongside David Tennant. Well, now Daniel Mays is hanging up the high-vis and putting on his dancing shoes. Oh, yes, starring in a new immersive adaptation of Guys and Dolls at the Bridge Theatre in London. His iconic character Nathan Detroit, once played by the likes of Frank Sinatra, Walter Matter, Nathan Lane uh, and Bob Hoskins, who he reminded me of, um, is a New York hustler who organises unlicensed gambling in the city. And when I caught up with him a bit earlier today, I began uh, by asking if taking on the role of Nathan with so many uh, stellar predecessors came with quite a bit of pressure. I think that was um, part of the appeal, actually, part of the reason to do it, because you go through those list of famous, iconic actors and you think, you know, why not throw your dice into the game, so to speak? So it was, um, you know, the part on its own is iconic. It's a tremendous character in that in the piece. And the, the actors that have played him in the past, you think, yeah, you need to test yourself against that. It's all about, you know, look, Marielle, I'm 45 years, eight, years old. I'm in middle age. I've got to really go after those characters that are going to still, you know, throw a curveball at me and test me. And I haven't done a musical for well over, like, you know, over two decades you know I was at stage school as a kid so it's not like I haven't ever attempted a musical before but with it being such a long time ago it does feel like I'm attempting it for the first time and do you do you think that do you think that as you get older middle-aged and beyond you're barely I call myself middle-aged and I'm 60 so <laughs> you've got a long way to go uh, but but do you think that that age um plays a part in in the parts that you start to choose do you think there is a sense that you know a, of bravery, perhaps, you know, where you feel like, you know, yeah, bring it on, whatever, but also of of time not running out, but, you know, needing to cram a lot into it, things that you haven't done. Definitely. I think always the appeal of being an actor for me was the longevity of, of a career. I mean, hopefully, you know, we all want that. And um, the beauty of acting as an art form is that there are all these kind of incredible characters which open up to you the older you get, you know, but you're right. Time is ticking away. You know, this guys and dolls, you know, eight shows a week, it's absolutely exhausting, you know, and I, and I, you know, it was a brilliant offer from Nick Heitner. It was a straight offer and you go, well, you know, part of the appeal of it is the character, but it's like, it's a test. It's an endurance test. And, you know, I'm ably bodied at the moment and why not, you know, go for it. Um, 
But, you know, there's always amazing characters. You know, there'll be characters hopefully further down the line, which I can attempt as well. So, you know, a dancer's career is very short-lived. A sportsman's career is very short-lived. The thing about acting to me is it like a fine wine, it just matures and hopefully gets better with age. God, and that, are that's you? a good line, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really original as well. Um, <laughs> are, you, <laughs> are, you, are you a natural hoofer? I use the word, um, because I think it's used more in America, isn't it? A sort of song and dance uh, routine, man. Is that something that comes naturally or do you think that's a bit you have to dig a bit deeper for? You mentioned stage school no, 20 years the ago. very first... The very first thing I ever did as a kid was a was uh, Michael Jackson dancing. That was the when I went to see him in at the Bad Tour at Wembley. That was the first performance that I saw that was a light bulb moment and made me want to perform. That was my party piece, Marianne. I was like, when that song came on, I you know all my mates formed a circle and I would break out doing all the moves. I've actually thrown some of it in the performance for Nathan Detroit. So. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you hang around long enough at the curtain call, the audience are on the stage with us, and you'll see me doing the moonwalk or whatever. But um, well, that's definitely worth aspect, hanging around for. That's 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 worth the ticket price alone. Um, <laughs> no, I've always been a very the physicality of a character has always been really important to me, and uh, particularly on stage, you know, it, it's um, I guess it's probably key for me actually for any character I play. So in terms of the dancing and stuff like that, you know, I haven't shied away from it. I've embraced it. More of the challenge has been the singing aspect of it all. As you can see, I'm quite croaky this morning, but, um, you know, that is, I'm not a natural singer. I guess I could carry a tune. You don't have to be the best singer to be, to play Nathan Detroit, but um, I would say the singing aspect of it has been more of a challenge for me. You don't sound at all croaky to me, but you know, it's all relative, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> For those who, who haven't had uh, the benefit of, of uh, a production of Bar of Guys and Dolls, as I say, I saw the Bob Hoskins one, but that was like really a long time ago. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Nathan Detroit. I mean, first of all, you said that you brought a bit of your, your Michael Jackson moonwalking to Nathan. How much <laughs> how much room for, for interpretation is there uh, with a character uh, like that? And how would you describe him? Nathan is, I mean, for those that don't know, it's all set in the 50s in New York. To me, Guys and Dolls was always a celebration of, you know, the wonderment of New York as a city. Damon Run It's based on Damon Runyon's short stories. The characters are so vividly drawn. And it's about two couples, Sky Masterson and Sarah Brown. And the other couple is Nathan Detroit and Adelaide, his long-standing girlfriend who's a singer-dancer in the hot box. And Nathan runs the oldest crap game in the city. So um, he's a kind of a mover and a shaker, you know, he's the kind of go-between, he's an everyman. I mean, I would just describe him as your archetypal lovable rogue. That's how I've played it. You know, you can see Frank Sinatra in the movie and he's a lot, he's a bit too suave for Smooth, my liking. My yeah. Nathan isn't, isn't like that. I've kind of, kind of played him quite reckless, you know. I mean, his opening line in the whole musical is, fellas, I'm having terrible trouble. That's his opening line. So... <laughs> But he's a lovable guy because he's his enduring quality and his endearing quality is the fact that he's head over heels in love with Adelaide and has well, been for 14 years. And yet he cannot commit. He can't walk down the aisle with her. Um, yeah. And, and you I say guess. 
he can't commit to Adelaide uh, 14 years down yeah. the line. As I understand it, uh, there's been a bit of typecasting going on here because you had a, a few issues <laughs> yourself in terms of marrying your now wife, Louise Burton. And yeah. in fact, uh, I think, yes, 14 years, was it not? Yeah, I was I was born to play Nathan, weren't I? I've been uh, uh, method acting all these years. I would. I mean, listen. Uh, my wedding day. I don't know what we were worried about. I don't. I don't know why we didn't get round to it sooner. It was a glorious day. The, probably the best day of my life. You know. So that would be my advice to Nathan: is don't worry about it. Get down there and um, get on bended knee and ask the question. Yeah. So what were you worrying about? Are you a commitment phobe? I. It was never really um, important to us, and then. Um, my wife had a lot of tragedy in life by losing her parents very quickly, one after the other. And there was an element of me that wanted to anchor her in some way. I mean, that sounds terrible. That's the reason I got married. That's not the case at all. But it was um, it was a kind of olive, olive branch to her, really, to sort of... I wanted to make sure that she was OK, if that makes sense. No, I think it does. And I can think of um, far worse reasons uh, to get married uh, and maybe not very many uh, better ones. So, yeah. Um, just before we sort of move on from Guys and Dolls, because I want to talk to you just about, you know, your career to date uh, as well. Um, this is a completely revitalised production, isn't it? It's immersive. Uh, the minute you're in the audience, you're, you're part of the production, I think, or at least there's a lot of standing room. Uh, you know, how yeah. does that... How does that feel as an actor? Because, you know, obviously as an audience member, the more you're embedded in it, the more exciting it is. But as an actor, is it not like, I'd like them back in their seats, please, and I can just get on with voting up here? <laughs> well, look, if you want to come and watch Guys and Dolls in a seat, there is, you can do that. But there's there's about 350 paying audience standing seats in the pit with us. This is an, a completely and utterly immersive experience from the genius that is Nick Heitner, you know. Uh, the stage is essentially on 14 different platforms. It shifts, it moves, it rises, it falls. There's ushers dressed up as New York cops, which move the audience around along. I mean, you know, the stage in itself is like a character, you know. So, and I have, I think the more this production progresses, the more we embrace the wonderment of being with an audience up close and personal. You know, you can give an aside to an audience member. I throw my handkerchief to them. It's like, and they feel completely and utterly part of the action. And, you know, we've talked about past productions of Guys and Dolls. I think, you know, the way in which this is staged is kind of, it's, it's kind of like a bit of a game changer, I think, in musical theatre in general, you know, there's an immersive thing going on with cabaret at the moment. But I think with Guys and Dolls, we're kind of taking it to a completely different level. And um, I don't know. I mean, it would be hard for me to go and watch a normal proscenium arch musical after this, I think, because I think, you know, we need to evolve the, the art form and, and shake things up. And I think we've done that with this production. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And is it, as an actor, a real relief to be playing a part unlike the parts you've been playing in recent years? I mean, you've played a a series of really great um, coppers, but they have been... Coppers, and, and I think there is sometimes a tendency to, to look at an actor and kind of go, oh, yeah, the brilliant cop, we'll get him, he can play a policeman in this, you know, I mean, line of duty, one of them, yeah. he does, of course. Um, so is there a sense that when someone comes along and sees you as something completely different, you kind of go, hallelujah, thank you? Completely. I mean, it's, it's it can be a bit of a bugbear of mine when someone says, you know, oh, you just play coppers or you... You know, I mean, to a certain degree, an actor is always pigeonholed. I mean, that's the way that the world Mm. goes round. And, you know, you leave drama school and you kind of find your niche. I think, you know, it's it's down to the actor to be as bold and as adventurous with their choices as possible. The longer you stay in the industry, hopefully those opportunities come your way. But it's a it really is about being courageous and brave and turning down those parts that you've played before. And saying to your agent, listen, I mean, you know, you've got to have a great relationship with your agent, which I have. And you say, look, we need to, because it's about building a career. It's about not just building a career, but evolving as an artist. And I think it's always down to the choices that you make. And I think if you're excited by a character, if you're challenged by a character, um, the audience, and it and it works and you pull it off, they're always the characters when that you look back on and you're, you feel most proud of playing. Um, it's, so it's it about sounds, hunting those characters out. It sounds to me like um, not career planning, but just like having an overview and thinking it out is something that you spend time on. And, you know, I know from working class background in Essex, you, you've spoken before about the disadvantages faced by working class actors. Do you still feel that you're, you know, even though you've established a really great and successful career, do you still feel that like you've got to fight for every bit of it, and even and 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 a fear perhaps of not sustaining it? Well, I mean, a great friend of mine is Eddie Marzan, who's I can come from Bethnal Green. Eddie is a working class actor like myself. We had the great fortune of working together again in Paris on this Benjamin Franklin drama, and Eddie said to me, "It's really our job, Danny, to test." the audience's perception of a, of what a working class actor is. Because that's the thing. There are people in the industry that will just put you in that box. You know, there are, there are, there are working class actors that play in that world all the time. You know, and that's their thing and that's their stick and that's what they're great at. But um, above all else, I want to be classed as a character actor. I, I, it's always about trying to break out from the social constraints into which you're born into. Because um, that's where the real magic happens. What was it that made you want to be an actor? Um, that's the billion-dollar question. I am. Um, I'm one of four boys. I've got two older brothers and one younger. <clears throat> so, to a certain extent, I had that middle child 
syndrome. My, my, my two older brothers were fantastic sportsmen. You know, they were very talented at football and cricket and everything else. <clears throat> and I wasn't probably as good as, as, as they were. So there was a, you know, it was, it was very loving, but loud and boisterous, my upbringing. So it was about being, attempting to try something else in order to be recognized. I think within that family unit, I think, um, middle child syndrome is a lot of actors have that same story. And was it hard? Because you are essentially you are essentially jumping around in in the space, wanting to be noticed. That's what it is. It's it's hello um, me me. Hello. <laughs> look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Um, there's always a need for recognition and acceptance in in some way. But look, now I don't know how to do anything else. I'm 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 20 years down the line being an actor, so. I've got to stick it out. And was it was it hard when you went to drama school? Was it was was it hard to get to drama school, <laughs> stage school? Um, I was lucky in, in that I got a grant from my local council, and then my dad, my dad's still an electrician. My mum was a bank cashier. Um, I mean, I actually remember as a sideline, my mum actually worked at a box factory. Um to pay for my fees to go to stage school, which is um, above and beyond really uh, the sacrifices that they made for me, you know? Um, so there was always this thing of, I'm, I'm so incredibly appreciative of my parents and how much they supported me and got behind me. And cause it is somewhat of a left field, a kid from Essex, you know, working class, wanting to go to musical theater or whatever it is. So, but they wholeheartedly supported me and, and sacrificed a hell of a lot, you know, but I was lucky back then I got a, um, a council grant. I don't know how um, easier it is or harder it is at this stage in the game to get those sort of things, you know, we, I mean, you know, the conservative government are constantly cutting the arts, aren't they? That's the first, the first thing that they do is, 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 is cut all of that. So, um, which is a terrible thing. I mean, we had Rishi Shunak came in to see Guys and Dolls. <laughs> he had the time of his life. I could see him there in the audience. He was dancing away. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, any government needs to do whatever they can to support the arts because it gives an amazing voice and opportunity to young kids to express themselves. I think that's what the arts certainly did for me. You know, it gave me, it gave me a voice, you know, and I've been very lucky with certain, you know, I did loads of work at the Royal Court. That gave me a platform. I was lucky enough to work with Mike Lee very early on in my career. Mike was a huge teacher for me, you know, and the whole thing has kind of snowballed from there. You ha you did have, I think, a five-year um, theatre blackout when you starred in, in Harold Pinter's The Dumb Waiter um, alongside David yeah. Thewlis in 2021. Was that... Um... Was that for a reason, a specific reason that you weren't on stage, or was it just because the work you was you, you were getting was was on television? I got most traction in in film and TV. That was really what 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 happened, you know. And um, it was it was an amazing experience going back to do. After five years, I did a one act play, The Dumb Waiter, with David Dulles, Um and we were just kind of coming out of COVID, and it was. Uh, it was literally one of those things where you did like a week's performance and each performance was beamed live. And I must admit, when I got to the, we did a first run through in the rehearsal room with director Jeremy Heron. And I was like, my God, I've missed this. And I, and, but we only did a week's run and I was kind of bereft because 
I um, I just wanted to do more. And lo and behold, a year later, Guys and Dolls landed on my lap. So um, I'm definitely not going to leave it. Um, I'm definitely going to leave it another five years. I think um, not only has it reawakened my love of musical theatre, but certainly my love and my need to want to be on stage. You know, I don't care what anyone says, like, stage is the actor's medium you know you're given that opportunity to play a performance without anybody shouting cut you know in film and tv you're always at the beck and call of an editor they will shape your performance but on stage it's an absolute gift and when when you land something as amazing as guys and dolls and you get that audience gratification and response it's 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 the best kind of tonic in the world and the great thing about guys and dolls is that you know if there was ever a show that's on at the moment which celebrated the union of people together after COVID, after all that nightmare that we all went through, this this show is definitely it. Um, we've talked about you playing uh, coppers on television. Uh, on at least yeah. one occasion, it, it, it was in a drama, uh, Daz, of course, which is based on mm. um, a, a, a real story. And, and you're also in an upcoming ITV series, I think, The Long Shadow, which is based on, on the Yorkshire Ripper, and you play the husband of one of the victims. What do you think about feeding kind of the audience's insatiable desire for these dark stories <laughs> from life? I mean, do you think that, that we should be sated uh, or, or denied? You know, and, and does it make it particularly tricky as an actor when you're involved in something that has real repercussions in, in, in real life? There is definitely an appetite for true crime drama. I mean, you had the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, didn't you, on Netflix as well? Mm. Um, the Long Shadow hasn't been out yet. Des was a huge commercial hit, you know, and uh, my experience of both, working on both those productions is it's always told from the a place of reverence. I think if you get into the territory of sensationalising those serial killers, then it's um, then that's a very um, da that's dangerous territory. I think this is always told from the point of view of the victims, and and the great thing is what we're doing with the Long Shadow is that we're giving life and a voice to each of those individuals and um, telling their stories individually in the most respectful and reverent way. Mm. Um, so I think if you can get that balancing act, then it's um, um, hopefully it makes for wonderful television. And Daniel, uh, just before you go to highlight your immense range as an actor, uh, 23 years after the animated classic Chicken Run was released, the sequel, Chicken Run, <laughs> Dawn of the Nugget, is finally on its way to our small screens. And I think you have a, a part in it. Just tell me a little bit about who your character is and, and what we've got to look forward to with that. Well, I, I play Fletcher, one of the um, one of the rats, along with um, <laughs> Romesh Ranganathan, and I. I mean, we've been doing it. It feels like three over three years or something crazy because we reconvene every six months in the studio and do another pass at the script. And um, but they, the last time I was in there, they 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 showed me a little clip of our voices matched to the animation and it looked um it looked fantastic i'm a huge fan of chicken run so to be part of the sequel is um an amazing honor i can't wait for it to come out planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.